You're listening to the Crossroad Podcast with Joey Willis. Through redefining effective leadership, the Crossroad Podcast explores what it means to live a life of intention and purpose. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of effective leadership and vibrant living. Welcome to episode 12, season three of the Crossroad Podcast. This is our last episode of the season. Thank you for hanging in there with me throughout uh, these 12 episodes as we've been talking about how to build an effective culture within an organization. And today's episode is called Walk, Crawl, Run, which is a really appropriate episode because Kylie and I just found out that we're having a baby. After five years of infertility, we went through an IVF cycle that has been successful. And so this episode uh, comes along at a very appropriate time because this walk, crawl, run idea is based on you know the progression of of infancy into adolescence into adulthood and and the idea of progression when we talk about their here path as the framework of life we started with discussing your there and various different ways that that are there motivates us and, and encourages and inspires us and convicts us to try for something better. And then we talked about a lot of elements in, in sort of the meat of this season of what is your here, what is your current reality, what makes up things as they are. So when we get those two things kind of properly developed, it creates this structural tension. How do I get from where I am to where I really want to be? And so this episode is about the path, the journey between here and there, the journey between reality as I'm facing it today and reality as I would like it to be, as I would like to make it. And we said before that an organization is just any group of people who are together for a purpose. So that purpose is the there. It's the imagined future. It's the thing that we're trying to pursue to together. So the path is the cobblestones, it's the lily pads, it's uh, the planks of the bridge, it's the thing that gets us moving forward. So what we want to talk about in this episode is the complex reality of what it is like to move along the path. Because here's something that's that's really interesting and, and difficult for us to navigate. When it comes to vision setting, when it comes to prioritizing what we should do, how we should live, the meaning and purpose behind things, those sort of happen in this top-down, nested there sort of way. We need to start by identifying our transcendent there. That needs to be the, the staple that everything is tethered to as we continue the process. And then we need to figure out some strategies. What are some different paths up that mountain to get us to the peak that is our transcendent there? And then we need to figure out some milestones. How do we you know, get to this particular ridge or that particular overhang? Or how do we get to that particular spot on the mountain on each of the paths, the strategies? And then the goals are just the, what do we do today? How far can we get today? How far should we try to get today? What should we try to do today? So again, the challenge is, when we're talking about uh, how to th- how to think and how to cast vision for our organization, we've got to do it in that order, sort of top down. But what makes it complicated is that we actually live, you know, from the bottom up. We can't do more than our goals today. And so, in any given day, we're trying to tackle just the 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 smallest of our theirs without losing sight of our milestones and without losing sight of our strategies and certainly without losing sight of our transcendent there. So why vision casting happens top down, life happens bottom up. We are starting 
from a goal. We're living and feeling the tensions and the reality and the and the struggle and the the longing to accomplish today's goals. And so what we've got to do to build an effective culture is to keep in mind all of the things that we have talked about in the previous episodes and to realize that there's always this little bit of a tug of war between that top-down vision mindset and the bottom-up practical application and effectiveness and making things work. And if we don't live in that balance well, if we don't handle that tension well, then one of two things will happen. Either A, we'll rely too heavily on our daily goals and we'll make everything about what happens today. And what what that leads to, and this is true for a variety of organizations and a variety of of different contexts, but what ends up happening is your daily goal becomes your transcendent there. And so nothing becomes more important than putting out today's fire. Nothing becomes more important than getting through today's to-do list with no real sense of consistent direction with no real reminder or intention about where you're going. And every day we're just kind of living that that reality over and over again. And so everything feels so weighty. Uh, everything feels so there's a need for perfection um, because what has happened is we've become professional problem solvers. What's today's problem? How do we solve it? Uh, and then we can punch out, uh, punch the clock at the end of the day, come back the next morning and start anew. And that can lead because we're people who are created for greater meaning and purpose because we want to be a part of organizations where we can contribute to something much greater than ourselves, that becomes very frustrating to us. It becomes boring in a sense and mindless is the way we describe a lot of our jobs. But this can be true in you know in marriages and in softball teams and all other different types of organizations. The other thing that can happen uh, on the other end of the spectrum is that we get too pie in the sky. And every single day, we're just talking about how things could be. And we're reinventing the wheel every single day. And we're just dreaming and dreaming and dreaming. And we're never actually accomplishing anything. We're never actually moving. You know, I'm prone to this. I can I can feel as though a day full of brainstorming ideas is just the most productive thing in the world. And I feel as though brainstorming the ideas is a completion of the task and don't realize it's just the beginning of it. And so I'll leave and I'll feel great about it and never think about any of those ideas again because I think it's already accomplished. Well, it hasn't been. I haven't done the work. I haven't done the bottom-up progression along the path. All I've done is dreamt. And so a lot of us are in this kind of a place where we're just dreaming all of the time and we get continually frustrated because we're not actually doing anything to make those those visions, those uh, those hopes, those ideals become a reality. And so we can become a little bit jaded and in a certain other way, a little bit bored. Or what we can do is start to just like demand or hope that everything just magically change to fix or to become what we want it to be overnight. Uh, so what we want to talk about in this episode is is how do we walk that balance? How do we walk the balance between holding our vision constantly at the forefront, being tethered to it, uh, being reminded of it, communicating it effectively to one another, while at the same time focusing on what needs to get done today? And the start of the journey is to realize this. Uh, building culture is hard work. It, it's not Um, as simple and straightforward and easy as we like to think it is. So often Kylie and I will be invited to come to different organizations and they're just hoping that we can give them 
a two hour training and that everything will just be totally different afterwards. Uh, and, and that's indicative of this kind of problem solving mindset. It's the idea that having a bad or toxic or ineffective culture is a is a problem. And if we could just get the wrench in the right hole and twist it the right way, then it'll be done and we can move on and continue uh, you know, relatively as things were, but just with that little problem fixed. Well, that's not how it works. Culture is just, it's the atmosphere of an organization. It's the air that you breathe. And so to change it is hard and it takes work and to build it from scratch is difficult and takes work and it takes intention. You know, there's a reason that we call all of the different things that we've talked about, the mood curve, the freedom V, all of those sorts of things. There's a reason we call those tools. Uh, because just like a hammer or a screwdriver, they're pretty useless unless you grab them out of your toolbox and use them. And in order to build an effective culture, you've got to use these tools on a daily basis. You've got to create uh, this atmosphere where these tools or, or the concepts that are present in these tools are being communicated constantly. So let's just get this on the table clearly. To do this is gonna take work. It's gonna take consistent and effective effort on your part. There's no magic bullet, there's no 10 minute abs. This is going, going to require a steady amount of intention and effort on your part. That's the, I don't know if that's bad news, but that's the news that, that might be difficult for some of you to hear to really internalize. The good news is that this is very possible. And the, the other part of that is that even though you can't just like magically turn it around in a day and make everything the utopia that you hope it is, what you can do is start. And because what you're trying to do building culture in an organization is a sort of a transcendent experience, just the effort, just the starting puts you on this trajectory where you are experiencing the kind of culture shift that you want. It's a transcendent in the sense that you can participate in it, even though it might not perfectly be completed. And so there's a, there's a real value in that. Uh, and again, it's, it's the idea that culture isn't this problem that you can just address and fix and then move on. It's something that you constantly have to be uh, working at, tweaking, uh, communicating, vision casting, goal setting. You, you've got to kind of just decide that you're going to be in, in these spaces and you're going to be in the tension and in the complexity of these spaces. And if you decide that you're okay with that, and if you decide that it's worth it and, and you're willing uh, to be there, your organization is going to be more effective. Your organization is going to be better and healthier. It's going to be more aligned with your values with the values of the other key contributors in the organization and the mission that you share together. So let's talk a little bit about the idea of uh, practically living this out. You know, what's difficult is that every, every organization is going to have their own shared mission, their own set of values, uh, their, you know, their own reason for existence. Even the idea of trying to talk to, you know, the idea for me to try to do this podcast and talk to you and you might be listening about this, thinking about uh, your work and while your neighbor might be listening to this, thinking about their marriage or, or their family, their relationship with their kids. And, 
And somebody else might be reading about it just thinking, like a coach might be listening to this thinking about uh, the athletes and the program that they're, and it applies to all of the different things. But what's challenging for me as I try to lay out a framework for how to practically do this is that the steps are are going to be, you know, in some ways a little bit different uh, for for each of those entities and, and beyond. And so what I want to do in this episode is, is to give you some real practical guidelines of, of how to make this journey, of how to get going down the road. The first thing is this, separate yourself from the organization a little bit, just in terms of headspace, just in terms of the day in, day out task and what needs to get done. This is why so many companies will go on like a vision retreat or or, uh, you know, you'll go to a marriage seminar or something like that. Get, get yourself into a place where you can do that vision setting thing. That is, that is the first step to this. Clarify what is the shared vision? What are our shared values? What are our strategies? What are our milestones? What are our goals? Work yourself through that vision casting. Take a couple of days. Take a few weeks. Whatever you need to do to get to a place where you feel very good, very confident about your there, about your shared mission, Uh, because everything that you're going to do on a daily basis is going to need to be held up against the backdrop of, of that. And so you've got to get out of the daily grind in order to consider that, in order to do the difficult work up front to clarify those things. Now, again, what happens so many times, I've experienced this with churches and with different uh, companies I've been a part of. What happens so many times is that we kind of leave our vision casting at the retreat. We get back and it's kind of like this, like, all right, we've talked about all these things, but we've got, you know, uh, spreadsheets and things waiting for us on Monday. And so we tend to kind of roll into the office on Monday and everything that we talked about, all of the clarity that we tried to strive for, we think it'll just like change things by osmosis. But what happens is it just sort of tumbles out of our brains when we get back into the daily grind. So step two is to figure out how can how can you be sure that you intentionally communicate those vision type of things during your daily meetings, during your daily tasks. I've, I've said this before during this podcast, but uh, Crown Quest, the oil company we work for, they, they put their mission statement and their values on like a slide before every meeting, just as a way to just constantly remind people of what their shared mission is. Um, you know, put posters up. Have your your CEO or or during family dinners just talk about your vision and the mission. Just make it a daily part of the conversation. Don't make it something that you bring out once a year, once a quarter for an official speech or presentation. It's got to be something that becomes constantly a part of what you're doing. At the school that Kylie and I work at, there's a house system. There's 10 different houses. And I encourage the leaders of the houses to do the same thing that Crown Quest does. Before every meeting of their executive teams, before every meeting of their house, whether they're doing an alcohol talk or uh, conflict mediation, or they're getting ready for a competition or anything that they're doing, I encourage them to take a moment and say, hey, remember our house mission is this and this is how this competition this conflict resolution conversation and whatever you're about to step into this is how it relates to that mission 
So commit yourself to that. Commit yourself to ad nauseum communicating the mission of your organization and how every little thing that you do connects to it and becomes a part of it. So with those two sort of essential steps in place, the rest of it is is a walk, crawl, run situation. One of Kylie's favorite sayings is, you know, how do you eat an elephant? one bite at a time. And what that means is this is going to take uh, patience, right? So with that vision casting as your, you know, the the, the sun, the overarching provider of, of atmosphere and clarity, take each thing as it comes, take each day as it comes and build on that uh, until you get to, to a, a better place. You know, the reality is for a lot of our organizations, there, the good things there. There are good things about it that seem to us just kind of second nature, or that are just a part of things. But the truth is, at some point, they took a lot of effort. At some point, we had to slowly do it, slowly remind ourselves. So don't be afraid to like uh, learn and grow and take your time doing it. So the first step, practically living again, holding the vision constantly in front of us, is to set some goals to set SMART goals. And SMART goals you may have heard of before. Uh, it's an acronym. S in SMART means specific. M is measurable. A is attainable. R results-oriented. And T is time-bound. And I'll talk through an example of this in a second. But but set goals. What is the first thing that we need to do? What is the... And, and make sure that all of your goals aren't problem-solving goals, that they're not all reactionary to some disaster that's going on. But again, hold the structural tension of you're here and you're there. If this is the place we want to go, if this is that vision that we're constantly communicating, and then this other thing on the other side is our here, our current reality, what is the first step? What's the first cobblestone, the first lily pad, the first uh, plank of the bridge um, that we need to step on to help get us in that direction? And make sure that you're talking about a small step, a goal, not a milestone, not a cliff that you would have to, you know, metaphorically fly to in an impossible sort of way. What is just the next thing that you need to do to help move you towards your transcendent there, move you towards a particular milestone, a particular strategy, uh, and then your specific transcendent there? Uh, so start with that. And, and again, make these goals smart. There's a reason that we need them to be smart. When we talk about goal setting, uh, what happens a lot of times is, is we say like uh, something like this has happened with me where I'll say I have a goal to learn Spanish, which is great. I want to learn Spanish. Uh, it feeds into part of my transcendent there, which is holy words and communicating as a strategy. And so it all it all kind of works in the in the cosmo of what we're talking about. But the problem is that I want to learn Spanish isn't a, a smart goal. Uh, and the reason is because it's not time-bound, and so the T of SMART. Um, so I've been in this place where I've been, quote-unquote, learning Spanish as a goal uh, for two or three years, and sometimes I go long stretches where I don't do anything with it. And, you know, by the book, I can say, well, I'm, I'm still doing that. I'm still pursuing that goal, but I don't have any time sensitivity to it to help propel me along the path. So what I should do is adjust my goal and say, I want to do uh, three Spanish lessons by the end of the month. And, and the reason that we want our goal to be time sensitive is that uh, it, it 
produces this natural moment of reflection where when the month is up, I have to say, okay, did I accomplish my goal? Uh, and if I did accomplish my goal, did it actually propel me closer to my milestone, closer to my transcendent there? Did it move me along the path effectively? A lot of times I accomplish a goal and I'm like, you know what? It was kind of a just lateral move. It didn't really mean a lot. It didn't really help in the way that I that I thought it would. So maybe I need to to reevaluate. And if we don't put a time parameter on our goals, then we end up just kind of dropping things and not acknowledging that it might have been a good thing to drop it, but just like not acknowledging that we did drop it and why we dropped it. Uh, and if it's a good thing, we just kind of let ourselves off the hook. We don't hold anything towards making us accountable for doing it or for not doing it. And if we're not holding ourselves accountable, then uh, we're just not doing the goal anymore. And it kind of gets tossed in this like limbo stage and we might come back to it or we might not. And if someone brings it up, we're a little bit embarrassed that we didn't finish it and we don't really know what's going on with it. And it ends up just kind of piling on and piling on. And so to have something time sensitive is a really important aspect of it. And, and the SMART goals, the acronym, we, we mess these up on all of these different letters. Uh, we're not too specific about it. We might just say something like, I want to, you know, memorize the whole Bible. Well, that's not really, you know, attainable. Uh, or we'll say something like, um, I want to play or I want to play basketball better. Well, that's not really specific. You know, there's there's not really anything that you can measure so that when you get at the end of your time frame, you can say, did I achieve this goal at not? It's like better at basketball is such an arbitrary idea. And so what we want to do is start by setting SMART goals, by setting goals for this week or this month uh, to help us to focus in our attention on what needs to get done and on, um, you know, crawling, uh, on beginning the process and taking these little steps towards our transcendent there and, and towards building effective culture. So if you have a there that is to build a healthy culture in your organization, one smart goal would be to introduce one of the tools by the end of the month. Right. And so to say, all right, we're going to hold some sort of meeting or some sort of training where we where we talk about their here path uh, or we talk about the mood curve and how it affects our organization. We're going to introduce one of these tools that can be used to help structure our DNA and the culture of our organization. We're going to start there. That's where we're going to start. So this is the beginning. Set, set your SMART goals. And as I said before, what we want to do is measure small and measure often. And what we mean by this is that you want to constantly check yourself. Because again, uh, we can so quickly kind of tether back to this this problem-solving mindset where we just become hyper-focused on uh, the squeaky wheels and the, the fires that need to get put out or where we start to develop you know, false narratives around certain things or we start to develop conflict resolution styles that may not be effective and we lose sight of truth and we're no longer sharing truth or we lose clarity and we're no longer pursuing clarity. And so to, to have little check-ins along the way as annoying and as slow as it might feel, will help us in the long run, will help you 
to have a more effective culture as you as you go because things just aren't going to get you know further away from you with with a, a smart goal in place and then you, what happens is you build another smart goal on top of it and then you start to set a milestone so my example about the tools uh, you, you could say we're gonna we're gonna train everybody in our organization and all of the tools in two years. Like we're gonna work out a plan. We're gonna work out smart goals of how this happens. But in two years, we're gonna have everybody trained in these tools. It's a milestone, right? It's a it's a it's a bigger thing that you can't do just uh, instantly. But what you can do is is work yourself up towards it. And so move your goals in a direction, align them with your milestones. One of the things I was thinking about that is so beneficial about the idea of milestones or strategy and certainly a transcendent there is that it gives you a vision that's bigger than today, uh, that's bigger than this week or this month or this year. It gives you something that you can work towards that is, uh, is further, further out uh, and in, in and is in a sense larger than any any particular goal that you're pursuing today. And what is helpful about that is that it actually gives us more room to learn. It gives us more room to fail and adjust. Uh, if you have if your transcendent there is a goal that needs to be finished by the end of the day, well then you don't have a lot of time to learn and adapt. You've got to figure it out pretty quickly. Uh, and, and and then the next day you come in and you've got to live that whole whirlwind again. And this is how we get people who are so overworked and so stressed and and so just freaked out all the time because they're living these transcendent days that aren't related to one another, that aren't connected, and that aren't actually really transcendent. They just feel that way because of the perspective and the approach that we've taken. Whereas if we can really uh, adopt something that's truly transcendent, we can, in a sense, give ourselves permission to not meet this goal, uh, to readjust a milestone, to change things along the way uh, to help us get up that mountain as best we can and to not feel like we've got to traverse a mountain every single day. The real heart of the path is this ALA, which is an acronym we use that stands for Act, Learn, and Adjust. So you do something, you take a moment to learn from it, and then you adjust moving forward. You set a goal, you evaluate if you've achieved it or not, what have you learned from it, and then what needs to be adjusted. Do I need to do five Spanish lessons? Do I need to do one Spanish lesson? Is learning Spanish not the best uh, you know, st- strategy for me to achieve my transcendent there? Do I need to abandon it and try something else? Do I need to adjust? How do I need to adjust? And as we said when we talked through our current reality and the here tools, every time you take a step, every time you move along the path, your here changes. And so you've got to kind of reorient yourself to your to your new reality. And that, that happens fast. Uh, and so give, give yourself time and permission to take a deep breath, to measure small, measure often, to act, to learn, to adjust, and continue to do your best to pursue the journey towards your shared mission. You know, I think one of the biggest uh, pain points for so many of us is that we feel like we have to be perfect all of the time. That we have to be effective with every little decision, every little action that we take. And the truth is what we really need more than 
perfection, more than practical perfection, is courage. We need just courage. We need to the the courage to try, the courage to give it a shot, to give it effort. And so that's really the key of, of walking this journey of, all right, how do I have the courage to keep trying? And when mistakes happen, when I fail, how do I get back on the horse and, and continue to to move forward and continue to try again? How do I learn from mistakes and adjust accordingly? You know, all of the tools that we have talked about are ways to help you learn and adjust along the path. All of the tools that we've talked about from the Freedom V to the Mood Curve to Seeking and Sharing Truth to the Use of Emotions, all of it is a way to help Uh, build culture and communicate culture within your organization. And you do that by holding these these mental models up and saying, this is this is the reality. This is what's going on. How do we make the most of it? How how do we make the most of it in the context of of our goals, of our milestones, of, of what we're doing right now? And again, I can't say this enough. If you're tired of me hearing this, then hopefully that means it's at least setting in. We've got to do all of this with our shared mission and our shared purpose as uh, the, the guiding light, the lighthouse uh, that we're moving towards. So when you, when you think about uh, all of the tools that we have talked about, uh, including goal setting in this episode, uh, I like the mental image of this octopus with legs just kind of flailing all over the place. Because the truth is that, you know, you might have noticed this if you've started to implement the tools in your own life, but it's just like really hard to talk about one of them without bringing in another. It's hard to talk about the mood curve without also talking about the reality of the victim circle and the three things that you can control. Uh, It's hard to talk about the proper use of emotions without also talking about what it means to seek and share the truth together. And it's hard to talk about that without talking about uh, what is affecting communication and and uh, what's a what's a good formula for listening look like and so all of these things are are tentacles of of culture of a healthy culture and they're all waving and crossing one another and the real key here again is effort and courage but but the key is is to do these things with intention these are the tentacles of life if you will perspective um, attitude uh, communication all of these things are realities and they're part of every organization. The question is, are you going to make the most of them? Are you going to be intentional about what you do with them and how you tie them together and how you hold them in tension together as you pursue the shared mission of your organization. And that, in a nutshell, is the invitation that we're presenting to you. Uh, Building an effective organization is difficult. Building a culture, creating an atmosphere, is very difficult to do. It takes a lot of time, a lot of patience. Um, It's a little bit like parenting. Like Sometimes it's going to be heartbreaking because the people that are coming alongside of you do crazy, crazy things. Uh, But it's also rewarding because the people who come alongside you are going to at times join you in the shared mission and you're going to achieve more together than you would um, as the like sum of your parts. And so it's difficult and it's a hard journey. Um, But this is the DNA of an organization. It's communication. It's perseverance. It's truth. And so what we hope is that these tools 
have provided uh, a, a framework. And so our hope is that these tools have provided a framework, a sort of template for what it looks like to communicate effective organizations in your culture, a template for what it looks like to build effective cultures within your organization. Uh, and so how do you build it? You build it you know, one bite at a time, one day at a time, one goal at a time, one meeting at a time, one relationship at a time. And, you know, you you start by crawling and it's painful and it's slow and it's hard and it can be frustrating. But before long, you'll be walking. And when you're walking, you'll forget all about those days where you used to crawl, except when when you're reminded of it by circumstance. Uh, And it might be a little frustrating that you're walking and that it's it it will feel in some senses slow, Um, but you'll you'll be getting around quicker. And then one day you'll be able to run and and you'll kind of forget those days where you didn't didn't know exactly how to run and weren't going at the speed that you were going at. And that's how it happens. It happens kind of in the blink of an eye in one way, but uh, slowly and methodically in another. And so don't be afraid to take your time to walk, to crawl to run, uh, to continue to build, continue to learn, continue to grow. Because the reality is that even even the process of building an effective culture within your organization is a transcendent experience. It's something that you will never perfect and complete, but it's something that you can participate and work on on a daily basis every single day. Thank you for listening to the Crossroad Podcast. The world is out there waiting for you to become the best leader you can possibly be. We hope our conversations have helped. For more, please visit our website, thecrossroad.net.